At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, folks? Welcome in. We got a great show on tap for you today here on The Edge. Got a lot of football to get to. Edge preseason top 40 rolls on. We're into the top two, last two teams on the last two days of the week. A lot, lot of drama. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be in the top two? Is it going to be Ohio State? Is it going to be New Mexico State? San Jose State? Alabama? Once we'll find out. Nevada. Yeah. yeah, you never know. You never know how the edge yeah. pollsters will handle it. So uh, the next two days, <laughs> edge of your seat content when it comes to the edge top two. Uh, Kanoa, he's going to be with as well. Hawaii football play-by-play um, and a host of the Let's Talk Sports over on ESPN Honolulu. Hawaii's a pretty interesting team, not only because you know they're pretty bad on paper, they get Vanderbilt this weekend, mm-hmm. and nobody can get a – the betting masses cannot get enough of the Commodores on the road. So we'll discuss Hawaii and their chances as an eight-and-a-half-point underdog against the, the Commodores coming up this weekend in Week Zero. But we begin with some news coming out of the NFL. Matt, this is pretty big news, both literally and figuratively. Tyron Smith, severe injury to his left hamstring that was in practice yesterday. We know now uh, by the procedure he's going to be out until the very least December for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And this is where I wanted to open up with because – we talked a little bit about the NFC East, I would say, about two weeks ago or so. And I know that you're high on the Philadelphia Eagles, and for very good reason. The roster is fantastic. It just depends really on Jalen Hurts and his development, which is a very realistic chance he does develop into a solid quarterback. Cowboys got a lot of weaknesses, man. And if you look at the depth of their wide receiver core, pretty weak, especially with the loss of James Washington. You look at their defense and how poor this thing could be, especially against the run, you could see it. Uh, I think this is one of the more fragile division favorites out there in the National Football League, especially with the loss of Tyron Smith. I would say it's the most fragile favorite, except for the other three teams in the division. Yeah. Uh, Have a lot of question marks. The Eagles, 
have become a a very popular pick uh, to win the NFC East. I I told you uh, we did a segment here in May about sleepers in the NFC. And uh, my three were the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Saints. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people are are jumping on this Eagles bandwagon uh, here late, right before the season. Hopefully that's not a bad sign. But I played the Cowboys under 10.5. That's one of my uh, best bets for season win totals. And I, I was talking about this, I guess, on numerous shows. But JBT, this uh, Dallas offensive line is not the same dominant, overpowering, run-blocking line that it was a couple of years ago. And Zeke Elliott is at least a half-step slow, if not a step slow. Mm-hmm. He's not the same running back he was when he was leading the league in rushing behind this uh, elite offensive line. And that's what made the Cowboys successful. And Dak Prescott is going to be more stressed to make plays if the running game is not as productive and the offensive line is not as strong. And, hey, guess what? Amari Cooper's not there. Right. Uh, Michael Gallup's injured to start the season. James Washington broke his foot in training camp. Uh, I, I, think this, uh, I think this has the potential uh, to go off the rails for the Cowboys. Defensively, I got a couple of questions about how productive their pass rush is going to be. I mean, you absolutely have to love Micah Parsons. And uh, whatever role he is, I guess the do-it-all role for the Dallas defense. But in coverage, uh, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be very good. Uh, I think their secondary is soft. Uh, the linebackers should be pretty good if they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, most of the questions for me are with the Dallas offensive line and the running running attack. And uh, I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles have more skill position players. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts is not proven like Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. but still, uh, I like the Eagles to win this division. I bet at plus 185. I think right now you can get plus 160 at BetMGM. Uh, I love that price on the Eagles to win the NFC East. Yeah, look, I mean, just overall, just with the offense, I think is kind of what we're referring to here with the questionable aspect of Dallas. Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback who could probably maximize the guys around him uh-huh. and make the guys around him better. You also have a head coach that doesn't really add wins at the margins, something we've talked <laughs> about before, Mike McCarthy, right? He's not going to make in-game decisions that maximize the probability of you winning that game. I, you said he doesn't really add wins. He's, he's I think, got to be a net negative, isn't he? I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's numbers to back that up. Um, <laughs> observationally, I would say yes, right? He's got to be. <laughs> I would say he is a negative, but overall kind of what we talk about here with Tyron Smith is it just speaks to the bigger issue. And remember too, Lyle Collins, he's actually now a Cincinnati Bengal, mm-hmm. right? So this offense line, you look around and like from, if you look at some of the numbers and the analytics that are out there around some of the current offensive linemen, it's not that it's a bad offensive line. It's just at best right now without Tyron Smith, an average offensive line. I thought it was an average offensive line or maybe even slightly above average before Tyron Smith went right. down. Now he's got a left hamstring tear and uh, I think it's a tear, right? Is that what it was yeah, diagnosed yeah, yeah. as? And he's going to be out for at least a couple of months. So. And can we just point out, too, they're also seemingly a dead set on making the lesser halfback their lead back, which Zeke. is Zeke Elliott, yeah. as opposed to Tony Pollard. So there's a lot of issues to work out here for the Dallas Cowboys as we head into the season. Schedule's not overwhelmingly tough uh, by win total. Well, it's, strength a, of schedule's what, 11, it's, a tougher, so. it's a tougher schedule than the Cowboys faced last year. Yes. It is. Yeah, yeah.
Well, and look, and I think too, I mean, we talked about the Eagles. I've got to bet on the Giants over their seven in terms of their win total. I think Brian Dable is going to make that team much better. These divisional games are yeah. not going to be walkovers when it comes to playing the New York Giants or the Washington Commanders, I would think. Commanders, we could talk about how bad they are going to be on offense, uh, but their defense is still going to be, I would say, top half of the league at worst. If they can get Chase Young back Correct. and productive. Look and at the way they open the season, though. Not to Chase Young you saw out there last year. The, the Cowboys play the Buccaneers, Bengals, Rams, Packers, Vikings, Colts, Titans, outside the division. That's a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I would say even before the bye. It's definitely you, tougher than last year when the Cowboys won 12 games. Right, and I would say if you're looking even before the bye, that is something like very tricky to navigate. When you're talking about buccaneers Bengals consecutive weeks to open the year, a road game against the Giants right after that, hell, even home against the Commanders, on the road against the Rams in the Eagles consecutive weeks, I wouldn't throw away the Lions as a team that they're just going to roll mm-hmm. over either. Sure, you get the Bears, and then you go into your bye before you go back-to-back road games in the Packers and the Vikings. What's their record through 10 games by the time they host the New York Giants in Week 12? Right? Like, okay. this is a team that could be 500, maybe under 500. I think, I think the Cowboys are going to swim around 500 pretty right. much the whole season. And that's why I like under 10.5. It's uh, one of my best bets. The Tyron Smith injury only strengthens uh, that bet and weakens the Cowboys' offensive line. Uh, okay, so we get that. He's going to have surgery, by the way. Tyron Smith's going to have surgery tomorrow, according to reports. So uh, we get a little bit of an update, at least, into, as to when the procedure is going to be. Uh, we talked a lot about preseason. We slowly get news about whether or not how these guys are going to handle these things or what they're going to play. Uh, Tom Brady, fresh off of his vacation. I think we can save to call it that, right? Mm-hmm. It was a vacation. Uh, he is going to start the Buccaneers' final preseason game. That was uh, via head coach Todd Bowles, told the media, and Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. He's going to start the preseason finale against the Indianapolis Colts. And um, Bowles noted, this is uh, from the piece, everybody who is healthy is going to be on the field against the Indianapolis Colts. So looks like the Bucs are going to roll out their guys. For how long remains to be seen. You would assume, though, multiple series, just given the fact that he's had some time off and there's mm-hmm. some new pieces to work with. Uh, no question. Actually, I expected this after Brady took the layoff from training camp, and a lot of people over overreacted to why he was gone. Uh, hey, he's old. He wanted some time off from camp. If it's something more than that, uh, no big deal. Look, when you're when you've been in the league that long, taking ten days off from camp is sometimes can be a really good thing. Uh, but I'm sure Tom Brady wants to uh, sharpen all the edges at this point and um, probably get the offense more prepared for that season opener against the Cowboys. Todd Bowles did say everyone who is healthy will play. Like you said, he told the media that. Brady's healthy, so expect he's going to play. So do the Buccaneers go off as three-point dogs against the Colts, and how do your Colts plan to approach this final preseason game? Are we going to see Matt Ryan out there for a few series? Are we going to see Tom Brady? Is it going to be a replay of the Super Bowl five years ago? Tom Brady and Matt Ryan head-to-head for three series? Uh, no, I do not. I know that there's going to be a couple starters that aren't going to play. I believe Jonathan Taylor's among them. Matt Ryan is going to start the game. Yeah. So you'll at least get the starting quarterback out there. Uh, but I don't know about some of the skill position guys in terms of who you're going to see out there. I believe I read a report that at least Jonathan Taylor is among some of the guys who aren't going to play on Friday. Okay. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Well, Colts I'll tell you one concern favorite. the Buccaneers have, and uh, we kind of alluded to it early in the week, 
they've had a couple injuries on the offensive line, and that's going to be a concern for the Bucks as they head in to that opener against the Cowboys too. I mean, so I, I don't know if I, I brought this up to you. Can we throw up the Bucks schedule and get a chance, Santos? Because this is the one thing that I think is really interesting about Tampa Bay, and given the fact that Tom Brady's not out there, and I think we can talk about the intricacies of playing with a new center and taking time off and what that does for them. Their new targets as well, Kyle Rudolph mm-hmm. among them. But let me ask you this, Matt. So we look at their schedule, and you brought up the, uh, the interior of the offensive line is just completely different from where they were last year, and you got two season-ending injuries along the interior of the offensive line as well. We know that Brady doesn't like interior pressure, but look at some of these defenses that they're facing, specifically when you think about the evaluation of their front sevens. We have the Saints, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Rams. Just That's just before their bye. And then you talk about games against the Browns, the 49ers. The, I'm bringing these teams up, not because they're relatively decent teams. Those are all teams that have arguably a superstar along their front, right? Or yeah. collectively, really good front seven players that can make this kind of a nightmare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Specifically, though, the beginning portion of that schedule. Week two, three, and four, Saints, Packers, Chiefs, those are all really good front sevens that they're going to have to face in consecutive weeks. Yeah, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we get to week 10 and the Buccaneers are like a five and five type of team, too. Man, that'd be awesome. I, I would look under the Buccaneers' win total. I think the offensive line is going to be a problem. And, uh, you know, still not crazy about Todd Bowles as a head coach. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. He brought, he brought Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Jets nearly to the, well, not the promised land, but almost the playoffs. Didn't the, the Bucks would probably get it together and end up with, I, I would say, 10 and seven yeah. is, is a fair result to predict. Uh, I got to say if this. If you're going to forecast that for the Buccaneers, but you're right. Those first four games, does it get much tougher? At Dallas, at New Orleans, home against the Packers, home against the Chiefs. I, I do believe that the probability of the Saints winning that division is higher than the market's oh, giving you credit for. I like the Saints' chances quite a bit to win yeah. that division, actually. Yep. Yeah. All right. With that, we have plenty left to get to here. Again, Canole, he's going to join us, get the perspective of one of the Week Zero matchups coming up on Saturday. When we come back, though, everybody's on the edge of their seats. We're into the top two. Who is the second-best team among the duo of Alabama and Ohio State, Matt? We will answer that question when we return. And I will tell you this, you're going to be stunned, stunned as to who the second-ranked team is in the country, according to the Edge Polsters. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't heard, the VSIN Pro Football Guide is out today. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season one total bets for every team, best ways to bet rookie quarterbacks, and a lot more. Hey, how about this? A bookmaker breakdown on what futures in the public respective bettors are making. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides, you have to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special to get all access to everything we do now all the way through the Super Bowl for $175. That's it. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe to become part of the sports betting network vcin.com slash subscribe there it is josh allen on the cover the 2022 pro football betting guide here at vcin it's a monster and um jvt i think these betting guides get better every year they're definitely uh valuable uh to the better i think the one of my favorite parts of it is the win total recommendations yeah we put out there you and i have uh, i think the more unique Super Bowl predictions. Now, when it gets to the college football betting guide and the pro football betting guide, I don't want to pick the favorites to reach the championship game. Right. I'm not going to pick the Bills and the Rams or the Bills and the Buccaneers. Or in college football, it's hard not to pick Alabama, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But in the NFL, you've got some options. I kind of went uh, off the beaten path and took the Colts to win the AFC. And I took the Packers to win the NFC. How about you? I too have the Colts facing off against the NFC North champion Minnesota Vikings, Vikings. Wow. in the okay. Super Bowl. All right, and winning the Super Bowl. You love by the Kirk way. Cousins. Get I'm this in. guy a Kirk Cousins jersey. I'm in. Huh? I'm in. And would you know? You know how happy I would uh, a Colts Vikings Super Bowl would make me. There's no losers in that Super Bowl for me. Very happy. That'd be absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you too, by the way. Some of the other like, picks out of there, like I guess out of left field, uh, the Vikings to win the NFC North, but the Raiders to win the AFC West for me uh, were among them. Um, and I think that's probably the craziest I got when it came to some of these other selections because I'm with you. You know, when it comes to the just the, hey, pick them kind of deals, mm-hmm. you don't want to see bills, 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 nah. bills, like across the board, which is, by the way, exactly what happened with the AFC East <laughs> or the well, AFC West. So, I, you know, last year, you and I liked the Patriots to win the East. Mm-hmm. This year, not so much. No. 
I, it's for me, it was uh, almost impossible not to pick the Bills to win the AFC East. And, uh, you know, you have to lay a price on that. What is the price now on the Bills to win that division? Minus uh, $3, 350 or yeah. even? Uh, I, that might be a cheap price. Unless Josh Allen goes down to injury, I don't see how the Bills are not going to win that division. Uh, but I picked the Eagles to win the NFC East. I got the 49ers winning the NFC West. And, uh, you know, I... I can't remember if I picked it or not, but I, when I was doing that, I said, you know what? The Saints got a real shot here to win the NFC South, and I think the Saints could take down the Buccaneers. Actually, the Saints have won that division mm-hmm. a couple times recently. I mean, they and dominated they, the regular season. I think they beat the Bucs four times in a row in yep. the regular season, right? Yep. So. Yeah, so it's not, like that's, it's not like it would be unheard of for that to happen. Um, Bills, by the way, minus 250, someone that reached to win the division, AFC East. 250 is not a bad price, actually. If you want to lay it, my my problem with laying it, and I even mentioned it in the guide, which is if if the season right of all the seasons that could potentially happen, like on the broad spectrum, if the season of Tua Tagovailoa, like figuring it out, happens, that's not happening, right? If it does, right, you're looking at a, a Miami team that's got some pretty good talent on it. I don't think it's going to happen. In fact, I don't want to ruin it. Uh, but for all four AFC East teams, I was you know rereading everything I wrote. I went under on all four in terms of their win totals. <laughs> right. um, and again, it's not like an anti-Bills thing. It's just 11.5 shaded to the over at a relatively good price given the uh, uptick in their schedule and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see that that's the most probable outcome, 12-plus games for a Bills team that I think might be a little overvalued, but it's going to be an interesting division nonetheless. Yeah, I think in the past also you would say, oh, don't count out Bill Belichick. And uh, I'm not counting out Belichick, but I don't like some of the things going on with the Patriots. (laughs) Right. You don't have an offensive coordinator. You didn't make uh, real significant uh, additions in the offseason to improve this team. And Matt Jones, as a second-year quarterback, is kind of left hanging out to dry there with uh, Matt Patricia calling the plays. So there's some things with the Patriots I don't like. I think, aside from uh, the Bills' backup quarterback situation, is not bad, but Aside from an injury to Josh Allen, I'm not sure how the Bills are going to blow that division. Did I think you, they got to win that division. Did you see the video of Bill Belichick, a smiling, a radiant Bill Belichick, rocking his UFC championship belt that he got? No. No? He was given a UFC championship belt out here because, you know, they're out here in Vegas with the joint practices. Uh, that is the happiest I've seen Bill Belichick, you know, pumping his hands up and down. Like, ah. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. I, the belt's a little tight, so it's kind of squeezing his chest out a little bit. So, you're, you know. It's not the most flattering, but still, looks like a happy guy. Looks like a happy guy. All right, with that, we move on. The guide's out. Check it out now. And the college football betting guy, too. And with that, it is the last week of the Edge College Football preseason top 40. We're into the top two. The second-ranked team on the Edge preseason top 40, Paul Matt Humans. The Ohio State Buckeyes. That's a surprise. That's a stunner. That's a stunner. Ryan Day's got arguably his best team back, man. Six offense, eight defense, led by C.J. Stroud, the sophomore signal caller, who's going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft when he comes out. Key games for them on the road against Penn State on October 29th and a home game against Michigan on November 26th. But you look across the board, Matt, and this Ohio State team's got everything going for it coming into 2022 and a very clear path to a college football playoff berth, a potential title if they take care of their business this season. Yeah, and the Buckeyes got humbled last season. I think that uh, makes them an even better bet this time around because I think Ryan Day just kind of took it for granted that they were going to uh, pulverize Michigan and uh, embarrass Jim Harbaugh, and that wasn't the case. The, the actual opposite happened when those teams met in Ann Arbor. 
And uh, that was Harbaugh's turn to talk some trash. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the Buckeyes are going to come back and play more of an edge after they got their butts kicked up there uh, last season. And, you know, the schedule sets up better. You get a trip to Penn State, but the fact that you get Michigan at home is a big positive for the Buckeyes. You get Notre Dame at home in the opener. You get Wisconsin at home. Uh, I think the only two spots on the schedule really where Ohio State could potentially trip up, and I don't expect it to happen, at Michigan State, at Penn State, at worst, JVT, uh, how how does Ohio State go any worse than eleven and one? It seems that is probably but, like I would agree. Right, to me, it's, just, it's not much different than Alabama. When you look at Bama, you say Bama's not going to lose two games. And when I look at the Buckeyes, I say they're not going to lose two games. I, I would agree with that. My question would be, how much better is this defense going to be? Because we saw that Oregon game last year, right? Oregon went in there, and they ran the ball down their throat. Like sure. They didn't have an answer for what the Ducks were doing on the ground. It ultimately led to their loss, and then we saw how the season ended. And I get the talent and the returning production for them defensively coming into this year. And it's not like it's a terrible defense by any stretch, but when they looked their worst, it was when their defense didn't show up against some somewhat physical teams, and you wonder if that's going to be the case. I mean, you look, Ohio State's really good, but the Buckeyes are known for slip-ups every once in a while. I remember a primetime game against Purdue a few years back, right? Like, there's some times. Well, the year before that, they got blown out at Iowa. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? So, like, there are times where this program, and it's not fair to throw a blanket over a program when some of the key pieces weren't even there, mm-hmm. but we have seen it before with some of these teams where they seem to have everything going for them, and that one night happens, and it kind of slips up for them. So I do wonder against these more physical teams, and that's kind of every Big Ten team, but, like, you know, the Penn State road game, you mentioned it. Even like a tricky spot where you're taking on Michigan State, and yes, you get a bye to get ready for Iowa, but then right after that, you get Penn State on the road. Are you looking past Iowa because you're playing them at home with Penn State on the road coming up? Those little spots like that. I don't think that's uh, much of a concern. Answer Petrus, are you serious? Petrus going to drop serious. dimes all over. I'm serious. I think the only concerning spots the are most dynamic passing at Michigan State, 10. at Penn State, and home against Michigan at the end of the year, and the Buckeyes are going to get revenge. Uh, after getting humbled last year. Eight starters come back on defense. I think it's going to be a better defense than it was a year ago, and you were right. You made good points about that. You got Travion uh, Henderson back at running back, Jackson Smith and Jigba, a wide receiver. I can never pronounce that second half of his last name correctly. Uh, C.J. Stroud, third-year sophomore quarterback, and uh, Stroud had 44 TD passes, six picks last year. Very similar numbers Mm -hmm. to Bryce Young of – uh, Alabama, who won the Heisman. Can you tell me where C.J. Stroud went to high school? You know where he played high school football? No, nah, no shot. Rancho Cucamonga, California. Really? So actually, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both played high school football in Southern California. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. And yet they're playing in the Midwest and in the right. South. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the those arms. are the type of guys that USC cannot let get away in right. the future. Oh, yeah. Lincoln Riley's going to keep those guys home. And uh, and I would say, too, I think because we, we were talking about these key games, one would argue that a top-10 team in Notre Dame is a key game, uh, but I think we've, we've talked about this before. The the gap between some of the, like, the top two teams, Alabama, Ohio State, and the rest of the, con- the, the country seems to be pretty wide. Thus, they're a 15.5-point favorite. Although, what, they were their 14.5-point favorite against Oregon last year? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Oregon had, missed a couple, had a couple key players out of that <laughs> right. game, too. I think Kayvon Thibodeau missed that game, didn't he? I believe he might have. I think Thibodeau set out that that, game when uh, Ohio State was, yeah, 14 and a half point favorite, 35 28 loss to the Ducks. One thing to watch uh, for the Buckeyes in that September 3rd game against uh, Notre Dame 
The Irish are really strong in the offensive and defensive lines. They are. So watch the trenches to see if they push around the Buckeyes, and that's going to tell you something, I think, about how strong this team is up front. No, no analysis for Arkansas State and Toledo, those home games? No. Okay. Uh, we'll wait until after the Irish game. Hey, but, week zero's yeah. here. Let's talk about it. Kanolehi, play-by-play voice of the Hawaii Warriors, is going to join us next. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. <laughs> this segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Hey, Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z. YN.com. Morning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. JVT, let's go out to Honolulu, where you plan to visit for the first time in your life later yeah. this football season. Yeah, I'm going to be out there for uh, UNLV Hawaii. That is the plan. And hopefully, I can run into our next guest, Kano Alehi. Nice enough to give us some time. Hawaii football play-by-play. I'll be up at the broadcast booth doing some stuff, too, so hopefully I can stop by and say what's up. Kanoa, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. So I'll just start with this. Um, it seems that the, um, the Rainbows are in a pretty dire situation when it comes to their roster and the evaluation of that team. Not many people think much of what Hawaii and Timmy Chang have going for him in his first year. How bad is it really for Hawaii as we head into week zero? Yeah, well, first, uh, good to be on with you guys. Uh, looking forward to your trip out to Hawaii. What, Matt, you, you get the short end of the stick. You don't get to travel out to the islands uh, for that UNLV game? You know, that game's too big for me. I'm going to wait, I think, maybe a week. <laughs> I, I might wait a week, Kanoa, and come out for the Maui Invitational Basketball Tournament. How about that? <laughs> yeah, no, all right, that, that works. That works, definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah, as, as for the UH uh, roster, you know, they lost so much through what was, you know, anyone that was following, even from afar, what was a debacle of a situation uh, with regard to the previous regime under head coach Todd Graham. Uh, you had what was something that amounted to a bit of a revolt among the roster. And not every single player was in that same camp, but there were enough, enough key players, enough players that I think were credible enough uh, to when they voiced their displeasure with the way things were operating under the previous regime, it created a stir, it created a reaction. And so, you know, after weeks and weeks of, of what was a real messy situation, uh, finally it leads to the hiring of Timmy Chang. Here is this, this local boy come home, a guy who was a record-setting quarterback at the University of Hawaii in his playing days. And so he connects. UH football back to a time when things were pretty fruitful, and I think the hope is that it will get there again. Certainly the vibe, the culture, the atmosphere has changed in a much more positive fashion. I think there's an ingratiation to the community surrounding uh, the the program that's uh, of positive nature. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty of the football and what they have in terms of roster composition, they just lost so much. I mean, it it was uh, unbelievable in, in regard to the incumbent quarterback or would-be incumbent starting quarterback, Chevin Cordero, their top linebacker, Darius Mulisau, uh their top running back in Day-Day Hunter, uh, you know, one of their cornerbacks, Cameron Lockridge, who transferred out as well. I mean, all of these players 
who were of really high regard, uh, Corey Bethley being another one on the defensive side, they all transferred out. And so Timmy Chang is basically starting from scratch. I think the only thing that might be going for Hawaii, at least in this first week against Vanderbilt, uh, they'll have a bit of the element of surprise because there's not a lot that we know about what this team is going to look like or even what they're necessarily going to come out with schematically. Kanoa Leahy with us, also the host of Let's Talk, Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Radio, Honolulu. Okay, I, I, w- I would say it's probably accurate that uh, everyone felt some relief when Todd Graham left and Timmy Chang took over. But can you predict how good a head coach you think he's going to be? This is the first time he's been a head coach. And he's bringing back the run-and-shoot offense, right? So you talk about the element of surprise. What's the run-and-shoot offense going to look like in the first few weeks? Well, I think that's kind of the, uh, the the tricky part of this is the assumption was that, yeah, Timmy Chang is going to bring the run and shoot. That's what he played in under June Jones when he uh, started the University of Hawaii in the early 2000s. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. He and offensive coordinator Ian Shoemaker have come up with an offense that uh, they try to describe as being one that's varied. And even when you talk to the players, it's mm-hmm. that they've all adopted the company line. Dior Scott, one of their receivers, uh, when I asked him what he would use to describe this offensive scheme, he said, well, our goal is to be undefinable. Uh, we want it to be an offense that's difficult to describe. It's going to have that many variations to it. Uh, and so, yeah, it's not going to be the pure run and shoot. There will be certainly some uh, parts of the run and shoot that will be incorporated into what they do, but you're going to see a lot of RPO stuff. Uh, you're going to see a lot of tight end stuff, which wasn't necessarily a feature and, and characteristic uh, of the run and shoot. They have a tight end in Jordan Murray, who I think a lot of people are very excited about. He's a big dude. He's a transfer from Missouri State. Uh, he's a guy with huge, colossal hands. He's been catching the ball really well uh, in practice for Hawaii. So he's going to be an integral part of this offense, but that tight end position isn't necessarily something that was a staple of the run and shoot. So this is going to be something that's different. And to this point, we haven't really been able to see, even as close media members looking in and, and peering into practice, we haven't necessarily been able to see enough to really define uh, what this offense is going to be, even from a run-to-pass percentage type of thing. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a, an ever-evolving type of offensive scheme, at least in the early portion of the season. All right, it's Saturday night. Vanderbilt at Hawaii. That number opened Vandy minus two, now up to uh, Commodores minus eight total. There's been some sharp money on uh, the over it's from 52 up to as uh, high as 54 here in Vegas right now. So Timmy Chang takes over at Hawaii as coach. He's got six starters coming back. How much success did he have in the transfer portal? And what do you think of Cameron Cooper, the junior transfer from Washington State with no career starts, who uh, he's expected to get to start Saturday night, right? Well, that's actually also still up in the air. Okay. Again, the element of surprise is, is something that I think Timmy Chang – and this coaching staff are, are sort of relying on. I, I think the assumption, or at least the speculation, would lead to the expectation that Braden Shager will probably be the starter. Okay. He was He's the guy who has the most experience in a Hawaii uniform. He got a start last year against Fresno State. He got some significant playing time uh, when Chevin Cordero was going through some injury issues. Uh, and so he's a guy who, when he stands there and he throws the ball, he looks the part. He can spin it without a doubt. Uh, but, you know, is that going to translate to what they're trying to do in this system? What Cam and Cooper brings, he is a southpaw quarterback. 
but he's taller. He's he's got that long stride. Uh, he can run the football, and so I think there is also some speculation that we may see uh, perhaps some packages that are a little bit more uh, signature, like tailored to Cameron Cooper. Uh, there's another transfer quarterback, uh, Joey Yellen, who made a couple of stops previously, Arizona State and Pitt, uh, before transferring over to Hawaii, and he's a guy who's seen the game from a multitude of angles and has, has participated and competed in different uh types of, of schemes and, and offensive systems. Uh, and he's a guy who, on any given day, has looked really, really good. I think if you were just measuring the overall consistency of these guys, just from the outside looking in, I think Braden Shager is, is definitely the clubhouse favorite uh, or leader at this point to get the start. But I do see uh, what you guys are kind of alluding to, the potential of seeing multiple guys actually taking snaps on game day. Okay. So we were uh, obviously really fascinated with this because of Hawaii's catching eight and a half at home against Vanderbilt in some shops. And I wanted to ask you, what environment are you expecting? Because Tibby Chang, I would assume a lot of people are fired up to watch him take over this program. And at a more intricate or intimate environment at home, it seems like on paper, this could be a pretty strong home field advantage against Vanderbilt this weekend. It's going to be intimate, that's for sure. Uh, their makeshift retrofitted stadium uh, seats about 9,000 at the moment, a little over 9,000, like 9,300 or something like that. They were hoping to expand it to 12,000 this season, but uh, because of chain supply issues and whatnot, they weren't able to actually do that. They have, though, uh, just recently approved a plan to expand that to 17,000 for next season. But the whole reason why, out of desperation, they had to, to do this on-campus facility transition is because Aloha Stadium, which has been around for almost 50 years, uh, it got shut down, for, for those who might not know, uh, just a couple of years ago. And so that was a tough situation even for Todd Graham uh, in his short tenure with Hawaii to have to, to deal with on top of also having to navigate through the pandemic and, and all of the difficulties and obstacles that came out of that. So, uh, yeah, it will be intimate, but I think the hope is that the environment, because there has been some community buy-in here, I think Timmy Chang has done a great job of making all of the public appearances and shaking hands with all the appropriate people and just kind of creating the excitement of, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get back on track to at least head in the right direction, even though it's going to require perhaps some patience on the part of the fan base. But I do think they're expecting a sellout. I do think it's going to be a pretty exciting atmosphere. I would say uh, if they are able to pull off an intimate type of environment, say, akin to the Maui Invitational at Lahaina Civic Center, where you have these big-time programs that usually play in front of, you know, tens of thousands of, of fans, mm-hmm. uh, and then they all of a sudden pack uh, just a select few fans into this tiny little gym uh, over on the west side of Maui. Uh, but the atmosphere is just electric. It is unbelievable. I think that's the hope for this Clarence T.C. Ching Athletic Complex, this retrofitted stadium. It is small, but everybody is going to be kind of close up. Uh, everyone's going to be packed in. Uh, I think there's a chance if they can play some some competitive football that that crowd does give them a little bit of a home field advantage. No, we appreciate some time. Thank you very much. Really quick, we got five seconds. Did they cover or not? Uh, I will say yes, they will cover. All right, we All right. appreciate Take the it. Eight. Yeah, there Take we go. We're going to. Right, anyway. Thanks, man. We'll come back here on the edge.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Naomi Dare to play Unrivaled Golf Series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi, flavor forward. 21 or older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. All right, we have a lot to get to here in these last couple of minutes. Um, we'll go rapid fire. First off, Matt Eubens, week zero. What do you got? All right, uh, I said I was not going to bet Northwestern until the number hit 14. It hit 14 today Nice at Caesars here in uh, Vegas. Northwestern, I'll grade this pick since I put it out early at uh, Northwestern plus 13. We'll grade it on Monday. But if you make the bet, uh, okay, if you make the bet, take 14 with the Purple Cats against the Cornhuskers in that Saturday morning kickoff game in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Northwestern plus 14. Connecticut plus 27 versus Utah State. I'm looking at the uh, the circuit college football numbers right now. You obviously consider circuit to be a sharp book. UConn has uh, dropped to 26 and a half the past couple of days. There, I thought there was a chance that number might go to 28. Didn't happen. 
I laid 10 with Illinois against uh, Wyoming. Right number that number right now that number is 11 at circa and uh why not? Give me the home dog Hawaii on Saturday night. We just talked to Kanoa Leahy about it and there's a lot of mystery with this Hawaii team so it's a little bit of a roll of the dice. Man. Uh but if you remember last year, Hawaii was a, a really strong home dog on that small home field you're talking about that you said so eloquently is intimate. Yes. Right? I think it's an intricate, intimate, <laughs> and an intimate. Yeah. Hawaii beat Fresno, upset Fresno and Colorado State, right. covered against San Jose and San Diego State. Yep. Hawaii's typically a strong home dog. Vandy has 5-28 and 28 over the last three years with one win by more than seven points. Uh, I, I mentioned that you know, even the weakest SEC team, this is a step down in class to face a rebuilding Hawaii team. And Jimmy Ott tried to tell me, Jimmy Ott from ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, says, no, Bandy's not an SEC team. Okay. okay. <laughs> he says, if you're going to kick one uh, program out of the league, you kick Vandy out of the league. Uh, give me Hawaii plus eight. I'm going to add that to the list. Love it. Uh, Hawaii plus eight on uh, Saturday night. I love to bet the Hawaii games, JVT. Oh. And more often than not, when Hawaii's a home dog, I'm on that side. I can't wait to send you an angry text Saturday night about this game. Vandy's up 28 of, to yeah, three. Right. In some form or fashion, it's going to be absolutely uh, great. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, of course. By the way, a lot of sharp money. I know, in a, I know a super sharp group. I don't say that about many people. But this group is as sharp as it gets. They played this uh, total over 52 and over 52 and a half. Okay. And uh, we're seeing the total right now up to 54 on the Vandy-Hawaii game. All right. With that, and by the way, I'm with, I'm with you. Um, bet UConn in that game against well, Utah State and um, on Hawaii in this matchup against Vanderbilt. Um, and I also, I think I mentioned eight and a half, so I conflated that with uh, the global shops that are out mm-hmm. there that have eight and a half. Stateside, I can't find a market that was eight and a half. So maybe hold out if you want to get eight and a half, and it'll be available by the time we get to kickoff. Uh, National Football League, very quickly, just worth mentioning. So Aaron Donald has, uh, I'd say allegedly, it's like some grainies of Ruder film type footage of him out there at camp with the joint practice between the Rams and the Bengals, swinging helmets a la Miles Garrett mm-hmm. and uh, cracking some dudes in the skull. If that is indeed the case. I would assume some sort of punishment for Aaron Donald, and that's pretty fascinating, given well, given that's the defending champs and they open the season on a Thursday against the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see what comes of that, but it's definitely worth mentioning, keeping an eye on. Yeah, it's worth mentioning and watch it, but I I would not assume he's going to be suspended. You don't think so? No, nah, I wouldn't assume it. We, we don't know what's behind that training camp fight, and maybe it looked it looks. I mean, if you watch the video, it looks like he swings the helmet and he hits somebody. If if, especially if somebody was injured, I think you're going to have a suspension. If there was no harm, no foul, I don't think mm. there might be no suspension. I'm not I'm not going to assume he's going to be suspe- suspended. Even with the prior suspension of a similar incident, even though it was in prime time of Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Well, I think the Miles My- Garrett Mason Rudolph thing was a little bit different too. What is that? We saw exactly what happened. Oh, okay. Right. We saw we saw him hit Mason Rudolph, and. Uh, Everybody saw it. In this case, don't you think the details are kind of difficult to decipher when you watch that video? I don't know who he hit, where he hit him. I just saw the video twice up here. Do you I know mean, exactly what happened? I know that he hit somebody with a helmet, and I know that there's a fantastic picture of him dual-wielding Bengals helmets and staring at some players like he's about to go <laughs> and knock some skulls mm-hmm. around. So we'll see what happens of it. But the NFL is also very, um, we'll say, reactionary to public perception. And the fact that Miles Garrett, I don't, think, there, I don't think there's going to be outrage about this. There was outrage about the Miles Garrett situation. Yeah, that was because, like you said, it was a prime time game. Everyone's watching it. I think he gets suspended. A lot of people assumed that 
uh, Deshaun Watson will be suspended for the whole year, too, and that didn't happen. All right, with that, we move on. My favorite thing ever. NBA talk, huh? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Your favorite NBA. This is your favorite NBA player, right? Kevin Durant? No. Kyrie Irving? No. Patrick uh, Beverly. Oh, yeah. Actually, he's one of my favorites. Right. Pat Bev is one of my favorites. If I, if I were the GM of the team, I guarantee you that guy would be on my team. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see the <laughs> roster constructed by you. There's a lot of gritty dudes out there. That would be. So Patrick Beverly uh, acquired by the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the, the, the at one point, this is hilarious, the at one point considered to be, quote, untouchable. End quote. Taylor Horton Tucker <laughs> and Stanley Johnson Why go to Utah. Why was he ever untouchable? Because I don't know. The, the the Lakers thought the world of him, thought he was like some prospect that was going to emerge as something incredible. And <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the case. So Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson go to the Utah Jazz and uh, Patrick Beverly comes back. Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's the fascinating part. There's multiple fascinating layers. Obviously the most obvious, which is... Russell uh, Westbrook, as I say, Wilson and Patrick Beverly in the relationship there. If those who don't remember, for those who don't remember, uh, Patrick Beverly, sorry, Russell Westbrook at one point after a game said, Pat Bev trick y'all. He just runs around. It doesn't play defense. That was on a night in which uh, <laughs> James Harden dropped 47 when he was a member of the Rockets. Uh, I think Pat Bev's a pretty good defense player. I don't know how he and uh, Russell Westbrook are going to uh, coexist. Don't do oh, that. no, don't do that's that. not fair. That's not fair. Russell Westbrook does play hard, but he throws up a lot of bricks. I, I don't know how he and Pat Bev are going to coexist on the same team. Here's, is there is there a path for the Lakers to somehow dump Russell Westbrook no. and his contract off on anyone? I mean, it seems like the Kevin Durant trade was an, uh, an opportunity maybe to do a three-year. You mean Kyrie, yeah. Yeah, or the yeah. Kyrie thing was an opportunity to do a three-way deal where you could dump his contract off on the Pacers or somebody like that. But is there any any team out there that would take – Westbrook? I mean, the Pacers have still been kind of thrown out there as potentially a destination for Russell Westbrook. So maybe that is something that happens. Uh Um, But I will say this. If Russell Westbrook is a member of the Lakers when the season begins, the more interesting dynamic is Patrick Beverly is far and away a better fit in that lineup than Russell Westbrook is Uh with LeBron and AD. I couldn't agree more. Will Russell Westbrook willingly take on a role of like a bench guy? Because that'd be pretty good. No. Like a whole bunch of youth do. Like He's not going to A Russell that. Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, you know, Troy Brown Jr., super athletic lineup that just goes out there and sprints up and down the floor against backups. No? Can't see it happening. Uh, I thought the Lakers were soft last year. Pat Bev makes them a little bit tougher. I like that addition. All right, one more thing mm-hmm. in the uh, association today. Chet Holmgren, rookie for OKC out of Gonzaga. Done for the year. Yeah, at the uh, crossover, it is a pro-am out in Seattle. Holmgren tried to defend LeBron on a um, – transition attempt did not go well landed awkwardly on the foot that was the worrisome part that was on Saturday then you get reports just the other day maybe ligament damage and we get the official news today it is a, it is an injury that will keep him out for the entire wow. regular season as he recovers from surgery on it so so how does that blow. change anything when you're talking about futures with wow. OKC did you write about that can we find details of that at vcin.com? I'm glad you asked. Okay. vcin.com. Not only is there a write-up on how Chet Holmgren's uh, injury affects the rookie of the year market and more, uh, but also I did some market power ratings on these spreads that are now up for the first three days of the regular season, Matt. Mm-hmm. You can check all of that and more up at vcin.com slash JVT. Okay, good deal. Let's but start, yes, it is. It's huh? impactful. Let's talk about a couple baseball games tonight. We have the biggest favorite of the entire season in action tonight, oh. Jacob deGrom and the Mets. Circus Sports right now, minus 410. Uh, that's I, the Mets and the Rockies I, at City Field. 
I've seen as high as 460 in the market today in the Mets. Can I say something? Like, I love I love how we handle these sort of things, like uh-huh. the collective. So I saw a poll up on Twitter today, and it was like, how are you going to bet this game? And every option was like pro-Mets. It was like, Mets, Mets minus two and a half. DeGrom over strikeouts. Mets. I'm like, you know, you can look at the other side. You could. <laughs> minus you could 430 is ridiculous. And right. the Pirates went to L.A. and swept the Dodgers in late May, and the Rockies are not... Uh, they're not exactly dead here. Maybe and, maybe plus three fifty seven to two odds is not bad for a, a a baseball dog, especially the Mets don't score when Degrom pitches. Oh, you took my joke. I was gonna say historically the Mets just crush it when Degrom's out yeah. there, right? Right? You feel really comfortable going out there and laying one and a half, one eighty five. Uh, Yankees open a series on the West Coast tonight. Jamison Tyon is a two dollar favorite against uh, Caprillion and the A's. It's gonna be, I think, the interesting thing for me. I'm, I'm gonna watch this game tonight. The A's are drawing about 5,000 fans to the Coliseum, including a, a couple that gets intimate up in the corner of the left field stands. Did, Wait, you, did you see that? No, video? I missed this. Really? I thought I sent that to you. Did you really? Anyway, with the Yankees in town, what do you think the attendance is going to be tonight? Because At least two people. Huh? At least two, that's for sure. 20? Do you get 20,000 at the Coliseum tonight with uh, the Yankees out there? Probably not. All right, anyway, that I'm not going to lay the two to one with the Yankees. Hey, NFL Guide, it's out. Check it out now. vcin.com. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.